Peace to the goddesses. Peace to the guys. This is another episode of Convos with Living Legends. First and foremost, I'd like to give a big shout out to Sandra of Vegan Paradise for coming in on episode 22 to tell us how we can live a healthier and eat a healthier lifestyle. You know, you don't have to be vegan per se, but there's always ways where you can eat a healthier lifestyle and live your best life. But today on episode 23, we have a fantastic queen goddess herself. Um, I've been watching her for quite some time. I'm uber proud of her. Um, I'm so supportive of her. Like, I can actually say she's my friend. You know, let's celebrate and honor the queen herself, Tamika Newhouse. How you doing today, queen? Well, thank you, King. That was such a beautiful introduction. And yes, you are definitely my buddy. Hey, my <laughs> buddy. My buddy, my buddy. <laughs> and thank you for allowing me to invade your space. You know, come on, I'm going to try to behave and stuff, too. Listen, there's no holes bar. Do as you please. We're going to have okay, a good time. Okay, I remember on- you said that. Hey, listen, we're going to have a good time on this episode, you know. You know, it, it's been a long time coming, and I'm elated. you like one of the um, few people that I've had on that I truly appreciate because for the things you do and how you, you build up the community through your works, through your creativity, like, I'm a fan. And, and I can actually say I am proud to be your buddy. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I'm doing my best just to do my part. Hey, listen, you 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 a legend. You a legend out here in these streets. <laughs> You better you better act like you know. <laughs> I mean, I know a little bit. I just need the world to know, and I need my bank account to say the same. Hey, listen, Facebook better <laughs> stop playing. IG better stop playing. You know what I mean? Them, them um, publishing home. You know these these um, studio networks. They better stop putting in their cash. Yeah, stop. Stop, stop playing with me. Put some respect on my name. You know what I mean? Like we say in Creole, what food can judge? You gonna learn a day. Yeah, you, you gonna learn today. Sister. Stop playing. So yes, Queen, tell the people a little bit about yourself, um, how you started, and what drew you into the realm of literature. Oh my goodness! Well, so what got me started was so I, I started creating stories from the very, very beginning since I was able to form formulate a sentence, maybe eight, nine years old, when my English teacher assigned us, you know, to create the short story based off of some various topic I can't quite remember. And I fell in love with creating a story, basically creating my own world. And I was a, a lonely child. I didn't have a lot of friends. I wasn't really personable. So this was my way of entertaining myself. And I just wrote, wrote, wrote anywhere from short stories to poems to music. I even recorded myself as a young child. Um, Hold on, did you say melody. you wrote poems? Yes, I wrote poems. Yes, I even have a book of poems that I wrote like years and okay. years ago. Still, I mean, just still sitting collecting dust. <laughs> so, would you, would you, would you publish that down the road? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely feel like I have reached my peak as far as fiction writing. Poetry could definitely be another space that I may dive into, but I'm going into the, the nonfiction space at the moment. I got some, some things I need to say from personal experiences. So, so I wouldn't technically take that off the books, you know, off okay. the table. It may. Well, I'm I'm down for it. I'm here for it. Appreciate that, cause I mean, it, I don't know. It may not be my best work, but it is still my thoughts. I can remember when I used to even try to pull these thoughts out, and it really was no direction. It was all based on emotion and also hope. Um, and I think as I got older and I began to experience a lot of things that I wrote about, I ain't wrong right about that stuff no more. I was kind of. No, that's that's understood <laughs> to me. To to me, like your work speaks for itself. Like you know, 
like you you've been doing this for eons and yeah you, like you got hits like yeah. if, if you was a musician you got platinum selling hits i you do know. man I, you better let them know <laughs> now listen we celebrating over, we celebrating over here i'm telling you this is why it's called convos with living legends yeah you know, to me if you melanin you a legend but if you actually doing something with your melanin that's even better Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're going to celebrate you, Queen. I appreciate that. I'm big on legacies. I even wear legacies tatted on my shoulder. And because I feel that everything that we do, it reflects not only our ancestors, but also our offspring. I, and so I, I, I manifest living out a fruitful and bountiful legacy. So I'm definitely aligned with the mission of your podcast. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. My thing is, at the end of the day, you know, as a as a community, as a group of people, we do not speak life into each other. And nope. you being an author, and not only a, a create, I'm not gonna call you author. You a creative. You a creative genius. So as a creative genius, you understand the power of words. So by using by you, I want to say manipulate per se, but but by using the power of words to speak life into our people, to me that is so dope. Because you kind of <laughs> changing the narrative of how our people see themselves. And not only that, not only is it dope, but it's powerful. We are we have to identify, well, not technically identify, but continue to identify. For this land was is was stolen and <laughs> it, it has no identity. And then when we were brought here, we were stripped of our homeland, our traditions, our language, our identity. We couldn't even read or write because it's such a powerful tool. People don't understand how powerful it is to read. Like when you have knowledge, nobody can get over on you. Knowledge is the most powerful tool that we could ever possess. So I feel like if I'm sitting here and I'm helping to push the narrative of our stories and our history, I'm paying homage to our very, very beginnings because we wasn't allowed to do this. And now we have a more published writers of color and print than ever before and not only that they are getting money from it they're earning from their words now come on and that's something to celebrate big time don't take that lightly yeah no i I totally agree like for me as a as a a ex-con and the reason why i mentioned this is because i was incarcerated when i wrote my first book so to see that that now is is a published book and it, 10 years deep, like that's, that's huge to me. Yeah. I haven't made the, the, I haven't monetized the way I would like to, but at the same token, I'm able to monetize still and still have people read my work and appreciate it for what it is. Because mm-hmm. This came straight from my soul. So how rewarding is it for you when you create your work and people actually appreciate what you, you shared with them? You know what's what's interesting is I've had a lot of moments where I should be like wild or whatever the case. Is. I'm very goal driven. I'm, I'm also very intentional with the things I want to do. Um, and so I remember holding my first my book for the very first time, and it was like the biggest feeling ever. Like like I just birthed a child, and then I remember landing my first book deal, and then I remember when someone first recognized me, and and then that began to come in waves, and all different experiences I've had, it felt like it elevated me and it and it gave me a new perspective. It gave me a new um, understanding and appreciation for this journey. 
Um, for me, candidly, I accomplished all of my goals like before 26. Everything that I said I wanted to do as a child, I did that shit before I was 26 years old. My biggest and my next challenge was bringing other people along with me. And now there are people, hundreds of writers that I have been able to mentor, mold, work alongside with. Um, they have benefited from my hard work or whatever from my networks. They are eating. A leader, a powerful leader, is one thing to put yourself in position, but it's a whole other thing to put other people in position. And I have done that. And I think that's one of my biggest accomplishments is because I feel like if I can do that for myself and do that for other people, there's nothing that I cannot do. Man, you'll talk your talk, darling. Talk your I'm, shit. I'm you just saying. Nah, talk your shit because I can say I've benefited from the things that you do because I can say I'm an alumni of your gathering, which <laughs> used to be once a week, but now it's once a month. But yeah, I but I'm busy and say- <laughs> You ain't got time for the people no more. I yeah. mean, I'm slightly busy. You know, just, just a smidge. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. <laughs> oh, you make, a, you make a little time for us? I do, because, you know, that that's still a big part of what I love to do. I love evoking thoughts. Um, I, I love getting people out of their comfort zone. Like, I live for that. It's almost like a high, like a natural high for me. No, I, I have to agree, because... Every time we gather together, the group of us, um, it's like I learned something new. It's like I learned a new, a new way to write, a new way to look at life, a new way to, to appreciate life. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm forever grateful for you because I remember there was a, a while back I was trying to get a hold of you to interview you for other platform I had. I never got the chance to, but in the same token, you, you, you gave me the honor of being on the red carpet of your award show. Please tell the people a little bit about this award show that you created. Yes. So I like how you brought that up or how you mentioned that you walked the red carpet because my whole reasoning for developing the AANBC Literary Awards, which stands for African Americans on the Move Book Club, um, I developed that um, whole program or whole network so that writers can have the opportunity to be celebrated and walk the red carpet, just like you see your movie stars, just like you see your musicians or and your filmmakers because without the written word you wouldn't have any of those other things so we should be the number one people walking the red carpet without Say that again. our words your movie wouldn't exist without facts I mean, they, they need to put respect See? on a woman like yourself so yeah I feel like we should be celebrated so if they won't put us on the, on the platform I said fuck it I'm gonna put us on the platform for us and that's exactly what I did and I, I commend you um Totally, because to me, knowing, when I found out you even had that award show, I was floored because I'm like, damn, where was this when I was coming up? Where was this when I was growing up? You know, people don't understand. Okay, you see the actor play the part, but you don't know who gave that actor those words to play out. Who gave mm-hmm. the actor the direction to play out? So, like you just said, without a script, without a writer, there's no script. Without a script, yep. there's no movie. Yep. You know, so they, they, they got to start. But let me ask you this. Where do you see us as melanin creators? How far do you do you feel that we can go? Uh, we, have, uh, we have gone around the moon and, and back, to be honest. 
when you think about every single creative space, everything copied our style. They have copied our, our texture. They have copied our history. They have copied our stories. They have continued to uh, capitalize on just how we dress, how we walk, our hair, our skin color, every single thing that you can think of, every single market, beauty, music, entertainment, writing, everything has been started from us, generated from us. We like we are really are the best of the best. You can't get no no better than that, which is why we're, they always are trying to keep us conditioned to be consumers versus the leaders versus the change makers versus the ones making the power moves. And I wish that as a collective, our people understood our power because without us anyway, the wouldn't even understand how bodies work because when we go down to medicine, they would uh, study on our bodies, just discover the next medicine or the next um, breakthrough when it comes to cancer research or to create some type of vaccine or or cancer you know, preventive measure. It was all generated from us, Black folks, people with melanin. So when you ask how far can we go, we've been every... Facts. Facts. You know- and yet we still sit here and we ask for a handout or we ask to be put on today's shit. So this is why I created my network. We don't have to wait here and wait for them to celebrate us. We don't have to wait for them to say that our books and our stories are good enough. They've already shown it. And then they put white faces on it. Man, isn't that crazy? Yes, it's crazy. And it's sad because when we talk about the economic power, the economic ladder, who's at the bottom? Us. us. But yet us. everything... The world goes round from us. Because we're the biggest Down consumers. The land being created, the roads being paved. You know, we 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 keep everything, we keep everything moving. Yeah, we keep you. everything moving. And we are we continue to be conditioned to be consumers. But you know, we we can dive in deep into that if we want to. We already know how the government and the white man, as they used to say, created um these there are these neighborhoods to keep us conditioned. Now they're called the ghettos or the hoods. <laughs> like these things still exist. They still redline our neighborhoods. So they can still condition us to be consumers, still keep us in poverty where our schools don't still don't have enough funding. And what's interesting is we have way more black millionaires than ever before. We, we don't even have to have no ghetto. True, true. I totally agree. We don't have to have no hood. But we still are conditioned to have the mentality is once I make it out, I'm gone. I ain't coming back. And can you blame them? No. Like we see ignorant stuff all, all the time that happens within, you know, our communities. But we have been conditioned to that. They have put, you know, the liquor stores on our corner stores. They have put they they had they put the crack cocaine in our neighborhoods. They incarcerated our black men. They told our black women that you don't need a black man. So they separated our black families. We gotta stop all these things. And we got to start building and bridge ourselves back together. I'm really just doing my small part. I totally agree because I feel the same in a sense, especially that I was one who was harming the community. So I feel that through my words that I would inspire people to be their greatest selves. Mm-hmm. You know, I take that very seriously. As you should. Very, very it- seriously. 
And like knowing, knowing the things you've been doing, like I, I, I like how in literature you jump from so many genres of literature. Like, like you're, how would I call you? You like the Swiss Army knife of literature. Okay. There's I not, got, I... <laughs> there's not a genre you can't speak on. There's not a genre you can't speak on. What can you say? What would you attest to your um? I wouldn't say your multi. Damn, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the multi, the multi facets that you have within the literature realm, like in regards to topics, because you could write about love, you could write about fiction, nonfiction. Mm-hmm. You know, you do poetry. Like, what what got you so well versed? Honestly, it is the passion for love and the passion to be loved. And so almost all of my stories, no matter what the genre is, it deals with two things, conquering love and redemption. And I think that my my sole purpose of writing like that is for people to understand that love definitely is not perfect. Love does not look one way. And there's different levels and types of love. But what are you going to do with it when you have it? Um, are you going to love honestly? Are you going to love purely? Um, are you going to be apologetic? Are you going to try to be a better person? So when it does come to the stories that I create, I, I often show people messing up, people lying, people, you know, doing the most or whatever, but doing some betrayals. But I also show them trying to redeem themselves because no love is perfect. No love story is perfect. No family is perfect. So I really try to dive into uh, my characters and my stories of people conquering love and then redeeming themselves. Now, to me, like you the bomb, you the bomb.com. Well, thank and you. The I, bomb I'm, I'm a, all throughout this episode, <laughs> we're going to be celebrating you. After that, after all that, this is my show and I'm going to do it as I please. We're well, going to celebrate please, you. Well, go ahead. You the bomb. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to celebrate you. Like, you, because you got so much. And, you, and there's another thing. You going on to your 18th book, published yes. book. Yes. Wow. So basically, is, is it fair to say you've been a published author for, for the past 12 years now? Yeah, I have been a published author for 12. Um, I was a publisher, well, still am a publisher, um, for a decade. By 23, I had my com- my publishing company, just my publishing company was grossing on other writers. So they can also earn and and maintain the same as I. Um, and I've always been a storyteller. So even after my 18th novel that's coming out, I tell stories through my experiences. And I, I want to say I curated my first experience maybe 11, 10 years ago. And I create stories around my experiences. And, I, and there's always a purpose and something I want people to conquer, to, to capture from the experiences I curate, um, I want them to, to grab something, uh, whether it be some inspiration, whether it be a connection, um, where they learn a new new skill set. I want them to gain something from the experience that I curate. So I will continue to create additional stories. I'm actually producing my first photo shoot next month. I'm okay. also shooting my first documentary um, next month. Um, and then I produce my own podcast, uh, which is a memoir. And I'm actually going on tour with that and getting ready to film season three. So it's a lot of other ways I'm about to share more stories outside of novel writing. Well, I'm going to tell the people out there, listen, if you haven't heard Traces of Mika, you better stop playing, find some time, 
go to your go to your find your Spotify, your Apple iTunes, whatever it may be, whatever platform you deal with, your Google Podcast, go listen to Traces of Mika, because I promise you, you know, man or woman, you'll be able to relate in so many, so many ways to the story that she shares, her life story. I promise you, it's it's a great listen. Great, great listen. You know, you know how to throw that in for you right quick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I had to throw that in for you right quick. So as you're building your empire, what what are the struggles? What are the um the the life alternate experiences that you've gone through while building your empire? See, I, I love that you asked that question because a lot often people They have these ambitions and things they want to conquer, but then they don't know what to do when they have it. And I want, I'm one of those people that went after it, obtained it, lost it, obtained it again. And I want to say my biggest regret was I still want to help people, but I didn't create boundaries with that. And everybody doesn't deserve your yes. Some people deserve a no. And you have to be able to discern people's spirits and their energies and connect with their true intentions because people will waste your time. Facts. People will come and drain you of your good energy and try to drain you of your resources. People. And they have these ill intentions um, and they're, they're leading with representatives. Just as if you were going to the, uh, in a relationship and you want to love wisely, go into business and, are pursuing your dreams loving wisely. Any industry that embodies or has money involved, you're going to always come across those people that, you know, have bad intentions. They're not good people. And I think that and boundaries. Everybody doesn't deserve your yes. Everybody doesn't deserve your help. And that's okay. You don't have to feel bad about that. Sometimes be self time be selfish with your energy see if, if helping them or doing this aligns with your purpose because it's just like if you're on a plane right and i don't know if um yeah you've, you've flown before they always give this demonstration yeah <laughs> uh, if the plane is going down to put the mask over your face but what they always tell you is do not put the mask over the child first who or whomever sitting next to you if they're not unable to put the mask on put that mask on yourself first then help them. That always used to resonate in me. Like, what you mean? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna protect my child first. True. The same way when you're traveling through life, you gotta be good. Without you being good, without you being okay, everything else is going to freaking crumble. So always remember: if you're not happy, if you're not fulfilled. If you're not actively traveling down that path to fulfill the things that's going to make you whole, you already messing up. Pause. Whatever it is that you're doing, start saying no, cut some people out, eliminate things, and get back focused on your things that you want to do. Then you can start adding in other stuff. But you got to be selfish first. You got to save you first. <laughs> Yo, and I like that because it took me a while to understand that. It took me a long time to understand that, but now I'm here now, so you can't cry over spoiled milk. All you could do is just make you feel bad for saying no. You don't have to feel, you don't have to feel no type of way, especially 
when it comes time for you needing to be saved or you need to be helped, and then these people ain't nowhere to be found. Well, sometimes saying no is, is therapeutic. <laughs> I must... Oh, that's one of my favorite no's. I done started putting hell no in front of <laughs> all, all in caps? All in caps. Hell no. No. Hell to the no, no, no. You know, and I love the trajectory you're going with, you know, because with everything you accomplish, you know, if, if no one had met you, right, they don't, they, they, they don't know how you look and they've read your accomplishment, they would have thought you've been on this planet for quite some time. They would have thought you you pushed into your 50s. True. But to, to know that you're in your 30s and you accomplished so much, like, w- w- I know it's rewarding that you accomplished so much, but I know behind it, behind that, behind the happiness, behind, you know, the, the late nights, there's something, you know, what would you say triggered you to get you to there? Because I know, a lot of people, all we talk about, we talk about the good, but we never, we never break down the bad the, and the ugly. Yeah, yeah, the bad and ugly about our our journeys in life. So that that takes me back to my podcast, Tracy, and I felt that I was now in a position where I can talk about my pain. Okay. Um, because until you have completely healed about healed from it and completely understand it, you really shouldn't be sharing it because people will try to use that shit against you and make you feel some type of way about your own life. Um, but by 26, I mean, well, by 21, I had bought my first home. I was a mother of two. By 23, I dropped out of college. I had um I was starting my own business. I was most at my 24 25 my career peaked i was just doing the most um and i think what drove me to you know that success level so high and so young was because uh, a big factor was my own mother so of course we know that we're going to lose people you know we're we know our parents are going to pass over but a lot of us do not witness our parents take their last breath Um, at the young age of 52 was very traumatic for me. And I went through a a phase of depression where I was actively functioning, but I wasn't mentally there. So there are a lot of years and a lot of gaps I can't even remember. I don't even quite remember the pregnancy of my son. I can't even tell you nothing about my pregnancy. I don't remember it. I don't have any recollection of it. Um, and I think what helped me maintain was my dreams. I was so stuck in my head with making my dreams come true and all these things I wanted to do and accomplish as a young child. I just focusing on that because that's what I could control. And then on top of that, I, I ended up marrying, well, going into marriage really, really young. That was toxic. It was just toxic. And Um, and he just ended up being a liar and like my third child. And I found myself a third child. <laughs> yeah, he was a baby boy. Like, ugh. so I found myself really just wanting to escape my reality. That's what pushed me to the level of success. But unfortunately, I had to learn the hard way is that when you do not deal with your grief, when you do not sit down and allow yourself to feel that pain, oh, it's gonna catch up to you. Facts. You can't keep running. Facts. Facts. By 28, I was of uh, 29, I was on my ass. Like, all right, God, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> I really hit rock bottom. I became a functioning alcoholic. 
I became really toxic, dark energy. I was just tired and exhausted. Um, my own home was always negative. Um, I hated motherhood. Um, I hated the position I put myself in when it came to people depending on me. I hated the fact that I um Arthurs who were unappreciative, who sudden so, who so happened and got amnesia, I thought they was all that when I'm the one that gave you that position. I was I was becoming bitter. Bitter, angry, sad, and then just mad. Um, and it wasn't until I began to retreat literally from everything to take a breather. I mean, I retreated from everything. I retreated from my businesses. I didn't care about paying our bills. I retreated from motherhood. I ain't care about taking care of my children. I retreated from my family. I ain't want to talk to nobody. Like I was just ghost um, because I needed to feel it. I need to cry. I need to be down and low. And I need to just understand why do I feel this way? How, why do I go about relationships? And Tamika more so that I could heal, rebuild, and then do better. And that's where I'm at right now. Better. <laughs> oh, no, trust. I, I totally agree because, like, seeing you now, you can see a light. There's a light shining. There's, like, a halo around you. Like, you, 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 could, you could see the peace within you. And the reason why I can say I see that because I feel that in myself as well. Because I was, mm-hmm. you know, it was not too long ago. I remember I was in your class. The very, I think the very first gathering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were so up. Oh, uh, toe up from the flow up. But you know what? I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Queens, because y'all allowed me to be vulnerable. Y'all allowed me to spill my heart out there and speak on it. And like that was refreshing for me. You know, that was a refreshing experience. And as a man, you know, us men, we, we don't speak much. We always holding things inside. We don't like to share. At all. And 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 that shit fucks us up. So now at my tender age of 41, like, I'm not holding shit back no more. You know, if I can't share with nobody, I'll share with myself. I'll talk to myself. Talk to the man like, hey, Mo, this shit is bullshit, man. Like, I can't stand this shit, you know? I talk to myself because sometimes... And Black Jesus is listening when you talk to yourself. He there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I promise. I promise there's no better person to talk to, to your, than yourself. Uh, you know, I can attest to that. I can definitely attest to that. And knowing where you going, Queen, like... What 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 got you into the um the movie film industry? So you know what's funny about that is I didn't go into producing like this. I wanted to write. You know, I wanted my, my stories to be on the big screen and, and which is a direction I'm still going. But I do a lot of producing. I do a lot of curating. And it all started from just live tweeting when these reality shows is on TV. And these networks would pick up my tweets because my tweets would end up going viral or they was funny because I would just be talking, you know, freely like myself and they liked my commentary. And then from there, other networks would reach out to me and say, hey, can you come to this show and this screening, you know, meet with this person? Hey, we have new talent on our show that's coming out with this book. Can you host a conversation with them? And like it, it ended up expanding from there. And I think it's because I know how to, And then make it engaging, make it fun, humanize them. I think that attracted so many different networks and, and platforms. And so now it's 
this is just what I do. Like, I get it now. I'm just a storyteller. I'm more than just a writer. I create stories, you know, and I, and I put people in positions to create their stories. I make them feel comfortable. And you're great at it, I must say. You're, well, thank you're, you. You're great at it because, <laughs> like, when we, when, we, when, we, when we have our gatherings, the questions you ask, you know, even though it's just one sentence, but it's deeper than that. Like, the, there's a deeper connotation. There's a deeper meaning to it. So, like, the exercises you go through with us, I, I truly enjoy it. I thoroughly Thank enjoy you. it. You know, shit. You inspired me to continue with my book. Is 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 called the power of the flower. But you know, I digress. <laughs> I don't think I need. To, I don't think I need to speak any further on that. So anybody who hear that title, I get it. I understand. Don't steal my title because I'm coming for you. You see what I'm saying? I already started on that project. Uh, you know, but you know, I know that's gonna be my baby. That's something I would love to put on the big screen because I know. I'm about, I'm about to freak this one out. I'm going to freak this one out. But out of all the works, all the creations, all your babies, which one is your favorite baby? You talking about my books? Yep. Hmm. Now, come on now. That's like asking me which one of my children I love better. Hey, listen, uh, don't front. There's always a child we like better than the other. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Like, I definitely, I ain't going to say it on here, but my children know who I like more. But in any... <laughs> It is what it is. Some sometimes our children grow up like, I don't like you. So hey, it is what it is. Um, as far as my my the story I really connect with the most, it has to be the Kia Fort Worth story. It was one of my most successful books, and it also inspired shows and books that you see on the bookshelves now and TV shows that you see now. It inspired writers of those books and of those TV shows. And I'm actually re-releasing it. It's this 10-year edition um, next month. And it's actually the reason why I'm filming this documentary. I'm going back home. Um, I'm hosting like a cookout with all my family. I'm going back to my birth home. And it all originates from writing this book, Cookie of Footwork Store, which is loosely based. I a book. Our coming of age story, my favorite romance that I've penned is the words I didn't say. And it's the closest to me because story where it was more mental than anything, more of a, a spiritual and energy connection than sexual. And I learned so much about communication and being honest and being vulnerable. And that story really aligned with my emotions the most. It's, it's the most connection I've had to one of my stories. So the words I didn't say and Cookie, a forward story. Well, the words I didn't say, it, it gives me the feel of like a, a love Jones. Yep. Uh, really love. That's what it gives me because when, when, you, when you watch wonderful classical movies like that, you see as the characters, there's certain things they wanted to say, but they never shared. And you know, as you've gotten older, you know, we all are into our mental health and we start to realize that trauma played a part in our mm -hmm. lives, you know, in a, in a lot of ways. So, like, nowadays, you know, if we're watching a film or we, you know, we're reading a book, we're watching it with our third eye. We're reading it with our third eye because we have much more understanding. Mm -hmm. So, with everything you wrote in the past, right, because I know, you know, for me, the things I've written in the past, when I read them again, I'm like, shit, that's not my thought process no longer. That's not the way I think. I'm I'm much deeper than that. I'm a better person than that. 
does that happen to you often when you go back all and... the time all the time and it actually should happen is it's it's almost like people forget that writing is an art form so if people know how to naturally sing why don't you have voice coaches if people know how to or or if they're good at playing uh uh, uh an instrument why do they practice because you have to continue to polish that skill set so if your writing isn't evolving and changing then you're not evolving and changing. You, sh you should always be polishing your skill set. And writing is an art form, so you, you're you're absolutely right. I'll go back and be like, "Ooh, I want to change. I want to change," but then I don't because that was my voice then. That was the texture of my tone then. That was my creativity then, and it's fine. But just make sure that you keep growing and you keep evolving. You find better ways to tell your stories. No, yeah. I totally agree. Because I totally agree. Because I have this one which is um, is um, a thin line between friendships and relationships, volume one. And um, this was a book I had in my mind since I was incarcerated. But what happened was I always needed the woman's perspective because I wanted both sides to understand each other. So, like, I think it was a week ago I read it. I'm like, shit. And I'm reading certain, the certain <laughs> excerpts. Like, that was a toxic motherfucker. <laughs> What kind of what kind of train of thought? But I, I was like, you know what? I'm not supposed to change that because if you're gonna read volume one, and then when you read volume two, when it finally comes out, you will see, you see the um, my growth as a man. You see my growth as a human being, as a brother, father, you know, a friend. You name it. You will see my growth. So, like you said, I I totally agree. I you know I'm I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. But knowing. You know, me having the the greatest honor of being your buddy, right? Mm -hmm. You know, what you know, what would you tell creators like myself or creators who are just getting into the realm of trying to be published authors or, you know, writers who've been writing for so long but never published a work? What advice would you give these wonderful folks? First, before you begin to step into the space, because everybody and their mama and their mama's mama want to put out a book. Everybody got a story they want to tell. <laughs> so, you're not special and nobody cares. But, you can make people care and you can become special. This is a very overly saturated creative space. So, for you to stand out, for you to become special, for people to care, you have to know who you are first as a writer or as an artist. Who are you? What is your voice? What can people expect? How do you carry yourself? And how are you going to project that to the to your audience? And identify who your audience is. And that's who you, your narrative should cater to. I, I despise when writers say, anybody can read my book. No, they can't. Anybody cannot read your book. Anybody, we don't, everybody don't care. So until you have an understanding of who you are. And what type of stories you want to tell, you would not be progressive in this space. Because you're going to be all over the place because you don't know who you are. There is no foundation. There's no direction. So know who you are. Have an understanding to your audience. And if you need help, holler at me because I have a media company that helps y'all do that. <laughs> Big time. You better, you better holler at the queen. She got you. But, <laughs> but, but what a, like a, cre a creative genius like myself, like... um. I write for, I'd say I write for anybody in the melanin community because I actually have books that cater 
to basically everybody in the community. So like an author like myself, would you say I'm all over the place? Mm-hmm. Am I writing? Mm-hmm. You was, oh, shit. So, okay, what can I do to structure myself a little more and not be all over the place? Well, since you have a lot of projects that do not align with one genre or one audience, now you need to identify, find a way for people to identify and connect with you. You now become the brand. You now become the person they want to invest in. It don't matter what you come out with next. They're just going to support you. So I would create a narrative around how you speak, how you talk, how you project, um, how you interact, how you engage. But it will really, really make more sense on identifying your audience. Melanated, not going to care. True. Everybody's melanated ain't woke. True. Everybody's melanated don't wear their natural crown. True, true, true. You know, so you still have to have some type of direction. That's my advice. I don't know if I if I helped that, but yeah, maybe people need to just connect with you a little bit more versus your projects. Well, you, you see, for like for me, my thing is like I'm so optimistic for my people. Like, like I love I, I love us. You know what I mean? And I want to make sure I touch everybody in our community. So like with my writing, like I, like I have a series that's just dedicated to our babies because. Our babies don't see themselves or read about themselves as much as they should. Right. You know, I, I, I dedicate to the queens because a lot of times our queens, they're not told that they're the greatest beings on this earth. So why not me be that solution and run projects to let them know that they are the great ones. You're all the great ones. And then my brothers, you know, what I mean, I want to continue and inspire them because I don't want them to go down the path I went down. So to me, overall, in my mind. I wanna, I wanna touch every single one of them because all three of those represent the the unk, you know, the man, mm-hmm. woman, and child. Mm-hmm. The, the woman is the is the foundation of life. The child is the future of life, and the man is protector of life. And I feel like as the protector of life, why not protect the future and the foundation through the power of my words? So I try to write, I try to write for every everybody in a sense. But like you said, more times than not, I would have to really focus on who I am and I, good, good thing I know who I am as a man so I think this shouldn't be as hard as, as it once was for me no it definitely shouldn't and also as you're moving along in your journey how are people going to continue to stay connected to you remember we had this conversation about you not being a salesman yeah yeah you, don't, you, you, don't, you shouldn't have to care or you shouldn't care about trying to sell your book so you can you know get your investment back you're not a salesman you're an artist. You need people that's going to follow you, connect with you, and then tell other people about you. So do you, as as you're doing your events, as you're carrying along your journey, how are people going to stay connected with you? Is it through a newsletter? Is it through your social media? Um, is it through your own Patreon, which is a subscriber service? Identify that and make sure that you continue to build your own now that, those are some... connections every year don't i want to do that true 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 and, and you see that that's that's some that's some powerful stuff you just you just laid it on so like yes that's and trust me i i mean i've been i've been taking i've been taking what you've been sharing with me i've been taking okay, all right you know, i've been sure. taking i've been taking your advice and plus remember you know I, I we gotta link up because you know even though you don't provide the publishing service no longer you're still a consultant so trust me you know, I know I got to pay like I weigh, so. 
Let me yes. get my little let me get my little coins up. <laughs> yes, get your coins up because my time is valuable. Exactly. But, and I'm not here to waste time. But people ask me this all the time. Do I publish? No, I do not. Because but like, you can learn about my publishing journey on Traces of Mika, and that's Mika M-I-K-A. But the reason why I do not publish anymore because writers fail to realize that publishing companies are like record labels. Your record label is investing in you. You are to go out there and make their money back. When they right. get their money back, then you start getting paid. Writers, on the other hand, think that when they book come out, they're supposed to get a check right then and there. They don't want to do no book signings. <laughs> they don't want to post online. And Nothing. then when they start getting a check, or if they don't get a check, now you're robbing them. I don't got time for that. I don't have time for them games. So I don't publish no more. I'm not about to be liable for your book being successful, but I can make sure your book is distributed, it's edited correctly, it's marketable. I can help you do all those things. But then you're on your own. <laughs> you know what? I wish I wish I had met you much earlier in my, my creative journey because I know things would have been much more easy for me but you know hey i still met you and i still have the pleasure of knowing you and you know being being a friend to you so to me nonetheless i'm gonna still soak up whatever info or knowledge i could gain from you and vice versa you see what i'm saying so like i love it but this is what i would like to know what would you tell the 10 year old mika now that you at you know the wonderful age that you are what would you tell 10 year old mika now i would tell mika to dream dreaming is good fulfill all your dreams and then worry about everybody else I would tell her that that's it so I ask you the same thing <laughs> what would you tell 50 year old Mika in the future ooh <laughs> I, I, I haven't thought about future Mika alright bet so what would I tell future Mika um Plan better. Get your ducks in a row. Have your securities. But don't enjoy life by why you still trying to get your security. Why you still trying to get your ducks in a row. Let's be, let's have fun, but be responsible. So I will tell. That's what the 50-year-old Tamika would tell the current Tamika. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what the current Tamika would tell the 50-year-old Mika. Oh, yeah. well, oh, okay. So now let me answer that one. All right. So wait, what was the question again? <laughs> no, what, what, what would current Mika tell 50-year-old Mika? Like, oh, would you, okay. Would you say you're proud of her? Would you say you love, you know? Ooh, I would tell her I'm definitely proud of her. Um, that you definitely, you, you did the damn thing. You, you maintained and you did it and to enjoy the fruits of your labor. You know, I would tell that 50 year old Mika, nigga, we made it. <laughs> that's why I'm, that's why I'm saying enjoy the fruits of your labor. Like, because I'm, my thing is I'm never satisfied. I can see myself constantly trying to create something new or, or keep going and keep going and keep going. But girl, enjoy the fruits of your labor. You know, have you, fun you did the damn thing. travel the world you did the yeah. damn thing you know you did you, like to me what you have accomplished thus far is huge to me you know um is like i honor you i respect you 
You know what I mean? And I don't care if I'm older than you. That don't mean shit to me. Because people fail to realize age doesn't play a part in who a person is or if you, you respect or honor a person. Age should never play a part. Because sometimes I could be an old fool. Mm-hmm. I could be an old fool. And just because... Just, just because I'm 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 older don't mean I'm wiser. You know, just because this I'm older don't mean, don't make me wiser, nonetheless. But at the same token, I feel that I can learn from anybody. I don't care how young they, I can learn from a baby, because there's certain things a baby could do a certain action, and it can make you think like shit. Why am I doing wrong? You see what I'm saying? So I'm like I'm like an open book, and I I must say it's been like a a, a, a great pleasure knowing you knowing the that you were because like every time every time we link up it's always a good time and it's always a learning experience for me there's something new i'm able to add in my creative geniusness and i forever express my gratitude to you queen i do appreciate you i appreciate you always we're apart and I'm definitely proud of you for your growth because I see the change in you. You definitely have a light that's hovering over you and is exuding through your your just your energy and your presence. So I want to commend you and encourage you to keep going, keep creating, stay connected to different networks and people that's going to help you grow. And you got this. I'm excited to see where you're going. Man, well, listen, I'm, I'm going to be right there with you, Queen. I'm like, yep, we're here. Nigga, we made it. <laughs> we made it. We made it. We made it. Like I feel, I feel so ecstatic for what's to what's to come for us. Like, I, you know, it's I have, I just have that feeling because I know greatness is waiting. We already great. We're just gonna be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is great. I think I can't hear you anymore, Moise. There you go. I <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, greatness awaits. <laughs> greatness <laughs> awaits us all. And what what is one what is one last thing you would like to share with the people in regards to, you know, whoever wants to enter this this um, creative space? You don't have to be a writer per se. You could be an artist. You know, you can be you could be a musician. Because to me, you're creating something. You're creating a, a form of expression that's there to entertain others. So what would you tell these wonderful folks who's getting into their creative genius journey? Well, I definitely would like to encourage them to create. There's no limits or no bounds on what you can do. If you want to do it, simply discover the steps and take it day by day, little at a time. Do not look at the bigger picture. Do not look at the end game, the end game because if you do, you're going to be overwhelmed and you're going to want to quit. So break down your goal from the simplest step to the biggest step and then um, start attacking that goal step by step. And I promise you, you're going to ultimately get to that overall goal. That is my advice. And honestly, it helps. It works. Basically, you got to trick your mind. And then come out to Black Writers Weekend. I host the Literary Arts Festival every summer. Next year, it'll happen in August. And it's where it's a four-day weekend of panels, book signings, workshops, master classes, parties, socials, any and everything that you can think of. So blackwritersweekend.com. And then check me out. Everything is my name, Tamika Newhouse. And that's Tamika T-A-M-I-K-A. 
last name is New House. Like I bought a new house. <laughs> and uh, yeah, follow me on everything. And so I just got verified on Facebook. So now I'm waiting for Twitter and let's, Instagram let, to verify me. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's you know what I mean? That's, it's a celebration out here in these streets. We celebrating let's out here. We celebrating the queen. You know, but you know, I just want to ask, you know, this is a personal question for me. You know, what can I do as a creative genius to join that panel? on that full day weekend because you know you know i think i have something to share you know you know oh, well, you, what you have to do is honestly we're going to open up our submission form thingy majiggy and it helps me understand what you want to contribute and what you want to say and we also we have like a all-male panel and an all-male stage that i teach your black male writers on so just let me know what it is you want to talk about and i'll make sure we align it with something in our program Listen, I want to talk about everything. Anything that's going to help you be your greatest self. I don't want everything. I need to know something specific. Oh, okay. Well, listen. <laughs> since, since we're talking about literature, anything I can do to inspire you to be your greatest self as a literature, as a creative, by all means, I am down for that. I, Especially I our men. I got you. Know, especially our men. You know what I mean? I just want to be a part of it. You know what I mean? I just want to do my little part. That's all. Have like you so been much. there before? Come on now. Why are you going to... You see, I, I, you know what? Have you been to Black Rise Weekend? Yes. You remember, when? I was a vendor. I was a vendor back two, um, two three years ago. Oh, two yeah, years. but you ain't been back since. Not been back. I, you know, I, I, I'll come, see, and keep it pushing. <laughs> you know, okay. You know what I mean? I'll look for you, but you know, you, you're a superstar, so it's hard to get a, get a hold yeah, of the superstar. You know what I mean? So, like, once we see, I see you right here in that corner, when I'm going to that corner, you're gone. You disappeared. So, I'm like, golly. You know, so it's like, you know, but trust me, you know, you know, I support. Okay. Even when I'm not there, I'm there. Just know that. Okay. Even if you don't see me, just know Moise passed by to, you know. <laughs> okay. I listen, hear you. Listen, I, listen, I don't want no beef with you, man. You know, I got into the buddy phase. I'm trying to stay there. All right. You, you know what I mean? Stuff, you better. Yeah, listen, man. Like I said, nigga, I made it. <laughs> I'm, Queen, you don't know how much I appreciate you. This was like one of the dopest episodes I've had. I gotta have you back on again when when time permits for you, because I know you got a very busy schedule. You know you got so much on your plate, and I'm you don't know how grateful I am that you took time out of your busy schedule to bless my platform and come speak on all things literature and how people could be great in the literature realm. And I, I honor you and I I respect you for that. You know because. You know, a woman of your a woman of your stature. It's hard to get get people like you on. So, but to me, you a living legend. I'm gonna continue to celebrate you. Can't wait to see you October 6th. To everybody out there, we're gonna put a shameless plug. Come out to the creative space, right in where we gather together out there on Auburn. Is it Auburn Avenue, right? On Auburn Avenue, which is downtown Atlanta, Georgia. We meet yep. every first Wednesday of the month. Yep. We talk about uh, books, creative process, anything you can think of. So make sure y'all come out, join us. You get Wednesday of the month, we at Refuge Coffee House. You know what I mean? October 6th, please come out, come show your love. Come come join come join the process. Come be great with us. You know, come be yep. great with us. We wait now, y'all. Man, you know, I'll be there. You better. Listen, man, I ain't got a choice. Do I? Nope. I'll be there. I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to make your shit list. I'm cool. I'm cool. You know. I, <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need that problems. I'm Asian, man. 
I'm just trying to live peacefully in America. That's it. In America. <laughs> in America. I just I don't want no problems, you know. <laughs> I don't want problems. But you know, we gotta thank the Queen once again. We appreciate you. We we honor you. We uh, manifest additional, we infinite greatness because we know you're touching into the greatness. You are great. You were born great. You're all great, and you will only become greater, Queen. We love you. We honor you. We appreciate you, and we can't wait to have you again. Shout out to everybody who checked in on the on this podcast. This is episode 23 with the Queen herself, Tamika Newhouse, the Queen Goddess, Queen Pano, Goddess Pano. Better put some respect <laughs> on her goddamn name. Her goddamn name. And Facebook is about goddamn time. You know, IG, Twitter, we waiting on you motherfuckers. We need that blue check for her. Stop playing. Stop I know, playing. right? You know what I mean? She's she been doing this. And you know, you know, I'm, I listen, listen, we, we, you know what, we, you know what, we ain't gonna say much. You know, we're gonna leave it as is, man. Listen, I'm I'm her muscle, you know, what I mean, I'm one of her goons. So if you mess with her, you mess with me. Oh, not the goon, all right? Come on, you know I mean? come, come on, on, you know, I got you, you know, I got you, you know, how we do. I see, I see, all right, <laughs> you on my team. Listen, I told you, I just said, I made it. I got, I got the buddy title. Shit. That was the title. I worked hard for that. <laughs> I worked hard for that one. But you already know, love is always love. You know, this is another episode of Convos with Living Legends. Shout out to the goddesses, shout out to the gods, and a bigger shout out to Tamika Newhouse. We love you guys, and we out. Peace. All right, mate. Peace.